The Prior of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon is a young adult fantasy novel published in 2019. And the world building in this book is extremely intense. So much so that I think I should give you the basics before I really dive into the plot. So it's a pretty slow starter because Shannon had to introduce the world itself and some of its history along with the characters. But in the end, it's completely worth it. So actually, a saving grace while reading this book was the glossary at the back of the book. And there were also two maps, a timeline, and a character index. Seeing that, I knew I was in for a ride when I started the book. Um, so the book is set in a fictional land, which is divided into four different parts or places. But we really only read about the West, East, and South. So the West um, bears the most similarities to Europe, and it's got four different parts. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Queendom of Ines, the Free State of Mentendon. I honestly have no idea if I'm pronouncing any of these names correctly. Um, the Kingdom of Froth. Pardon me, this is so difficult. And the Draconic Kingdom of Iskalin. And the Queendom of Ines is one of, of one of, if not the most important location in the book. And it's ruled by Queen Sabrin the Ninth of the House of Berethnet. Yeah, bear with me. This is only the first place. And then there's the East, which uh, bears the most similarities with East Asia, and it's got three different parts. There's Seiki, um, the Empire of the Twelve Lakes, and Seppel. Again, it, honestly, cut me some slack. And then there's the South, uh, and it, it bears the most similar similarities with Africa and the Middle East. And it's divided into two different parts. There's the Domain of Lycia and the Ursa. So in the novel, there is one main antagonist called the Nameless One. And the Nameless One is something called a draconic being. The Nameless One actually has an army of draconic beings, but like he's the main one. So he's got five servants that are second in power only to him, and they're called High Westerns. So a thousand years prior to the story, the Nameless One was defeated, and he and his draconic army were put to sleep. But you're probably wondering what a draconic being even is. Well, from the word draconic, and or if you've seen the cover of the book, you can probably guess that this book is about dragons. Awesome, right? So draconic beings are fire-breathing monsters, dragons, that were born from an imbalance of magic in the world. So that balance is between fire and water. Um, so there's also dragons whose power comes from water. So the water dragons are worshipped in the east as gods, but in the west they're viewed as a, in the same light as draconic beings monsters of like destruction okay so i think we're ready to actually go into the plot so beginning of the book it's been um almost a thousand years since the nameless one was put to sleep and lesser draconic beings have been waking up and like wreaking havoc so in the west in the queen of venus the house of barathnet has stood for a thousand years founded by galleon barathnet who claimed to have been the one to banish the nameless one so in Ines, it is believed that as long as the house of Berthnet stands, the Nameless One will not wake up. So the current queen of Ines, Queen Sabrin, is 28 years old and has not yet fulfilled her duty of producing an heir to the Berthnet bloodline. And since draconic beings have been waking up, people have been saying that she's got to bite the bullet, you know, and have a kid so that they're good for another generation. And then on the other side of the world, in the east, we meet Tane, who is an orphan living in Seiki and is training to become a dragon rider. So remember earlier when I said that in the East, dragons were worshipped? So dragon riders are special warriors who ride dragons into battle. Cool, right? I know. 
And then our third main character also lives in the West, but is originally from the South. And um, in Ines, she is known as E. Durian. She's a maid of honor to Queen Sabrin, and unbeknownst to everyone in Ines, Eid was sent to the West to protect Queen Sabrin. And then in the Ursar, where Eid is originally from, there is an organization called the Priory of the Orange Tree, which I don't believe can really be counted as a spoiler because <laughs> it's the title of the book. So to avoid giving any major spoilers, um, now I'll just like summarize the plot best that I can. The draconic beings are stirring, and to defeat them, the West, East, and South have to, like, all work together. But they have, like, very different ideas on how to fight the Nameless One and his army. Okay, so that's enough for the plot. Next, on to my opinion. So I loved the world building in this book. It was pretty difficult to catch on to at first, but once I did, I honestly had the time of my life. And this book is big, even by my standards. My copy has like 864 pages in total, I think. Yeah, but it's completely worth all the learning, in my opinion. Samantha Shannon built such like a detailed world with its own history and customs and stories. And there was a lot of great humor in the book. Shannon has a dry sense of humor that I really, really loved. And one of the things that I loved most about the book was also one of the things that I disliked the most. There were times when I read something that I didn't understand and it wasn't in the glossary. And like while I was thankful for it, like the, the glossary, sometimes it was tedious to have to flip all the way back to the book to understand what the characters were talking about. And there were also times when it felt like the plot dragged a bit, I guess. Like with the huge page count, uh, Shannon had the chance to write about so many little details. And while the, all the details were a nice addition to the story, there were also a lot to like take in. And those are really the only criticisms that I have for the book. Um, onto the characters. So when we meet E. Durian, she's like the main character. She's a chambermaid to Queen Sabrin and a foreigner in a country that just despises where she comes from. And from the first few, few pages, I knew that Eid was going to be one of my favorite characters. She's strong, emotionally and physically. And her interactions with the other characters, like Loth and Meg, some of the minor characters of Ines, they were so much fun to read. And, okay, I'll be honest, I didn't really like Sabrin. I could understand her perspective a bit. Like the shock of finding out that what you grew up believing wasn't entirely true while having the weight of an entire queendom on your shoulders... But sometimes her actions just bothered me. Other than that, though, I liked her character well enough. To be honest, I don't think I really dislike any of the major characters in the book, though. I loved her relationship and interactions with Eid. They were all really well written. And I won't say anything more than that so that there aren't too many spoilers. And then another one of the characters um, in Ines, Loth, um, he's Queen Sabrin's childhood friend and also the first friend that Eid made when she goes to court. So he's the heir to a province in the northern part of Ines and the next Earl of Golden Birch. Don't ask me what that means, though. I don't, I don't know. Um, so when he's introduced to the story, he and another character, Kit, they're sent to the Draconic Kingdom of Iskalin. And he's another really strong character. Uh, the only criticism that I really have with him is the same that I have with Sabrin. He was so like set in his ways um, that we, when he found out that what he believed wasn't entirely true, he got really defensive. Um, and another one of our main characters, like I said earlier, Dane is an orphan girl living in Saiki, which is part of the East. And when we meet her, she's training to become a member of the High Sea Guard. 
Sotane has always dreamed of being a dragon rider, and she becomes one early in the book. So she bonds with this dragon named Naimathan, pardon me, who is also a really cool character. I mean, like, how cool is it? Um, a character who is an ancient talking dragon. I just really love Tane and Naimathan's relationship. That um, Tane becomes more comfortable with her as the book like progresses. And the last main character that I'll talk um, about is Nicolas Roos, who is a doctor who is originally from the free state of Mentendon and was banished and is now living in an island off of Seiki. So he's an alchemist, and before he was banished, he, pro- he promised Queen Sabrin that he could make her a potion that would make her immortal, and she fell for it, um, believing that she could drink it, become immortal, and never have to produce an heir to the house of Barathnet. So he's pretty morally gray and makes a lot of questionable choices throughout the book. I still like him, though. He was another really funny character. And so would I recommend this book? Yes. Especially if you love fantasy fiction and romance. The main romance of the book was developed really well, and I really enjoyed reading about them. Uh, But I won't say their names so that you don't get spoiled in case you do end up reading the book. If you do, just be prepared for a lot of information in the first couple pages of it. And I haven't read that many fantasy books, but I know enough about the the genre to say that you might enjoy other famous fantasy books, be like Prior of the Orange Tree, or if you just like like magic, romance, and fantasy in general. So books like the Lord of the Rings series, Game of Thrones series, Chronicles of Narnia, or maybe even Harry Potter, you might like those.